are we are we are the nonprofit collective podcast bringing together voices to explore and inspire the nonprofit world Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Nonprofit Collective podcast. I am your co-host, Ana Sofia Hernandez. I'm your other co-host, Brianna Williams. For this episode, we invited three panelists from two nonprofits in New York City that have really strong and active junior boards. Uh, These nonprofits are Catholic Charities and the New York Foundling. We had a really engaging conversation about how nonprofits can successfully build and retain junior board members, but also how nonprofits can work to leverage those skills and talents and the passion that young professionals bring to the table. So let's dive in. Hi, my name is April Griswold, and I'm the uh, Senior Manager of Special Events at the New York Foundling. We are a, a social service organization founded back in 1869, and um, we serve over 30,000 individuals in all five boroughs, Rockland County and in uh, Puerto Rico. Hi, I'm Carla Kirkoliza, and I am one of the co-chairs of the Catholic Charities Junior Board here in New York City. We support the work of Catholic Charities, which encompasses over 90 different agencies. Uh, I'm happy to say one of which is the Foundling. Thanks, Carla. My name is also Carla, Carla DeMarzo Sanchez, and with Carla Kirkoliza, I'm the other co-chair of the Catholic Charities Junior Board. Uh, I've been with Catholic Charities as a volunteer for about five years, uh, and so Carla and I are just starting uh, kind of our transition into becoming the co-chairs after many years of you know being committee chairs and and participating in other ways so we're excited to be here and talk about this um, my name is Aksana Vusova and I'm financial coordinator at the Legal Aid Society which is the oldest nonprofit organization in the New York area and we bring justice to our five boards of New York City I'm excited to be here as well Great. Well, welcome, everyone. I guess we'll start out with just learning a little bit more of what is the role of the YPC at your organization or the junior board with uh, Catholic Charities? So at the New York Foundling, our junior board, our our young professionals board, plays a a tremendous role in our fundraising efforts. It is comprised of about uh, 70 young professionals um, from all different companies and organizations, and their primary role is to raise money for the organization in addition to uh, volunteering for many of our programs. Uh, we host a, an amazing event called the uh, Blue Party, which raises over about over $150,000 a year, and many of our members are responsible for securing the sponsorships, the auction items, and selling the tickets. So it's, it's a, it's a, they are a tremendous asset to the, to the family. So at Catholic Charities Junior Board serves a variety of different roles in the organization. Broadly, our mission is to support the work of Catholic Charities in a variety of different ways. So that includes both financial support as well as volunteering, which is a big component of what we offer young professionals and getting involved in our junior board. We have a big emphasis on developing leaders, and the idea is that you know, folks who are interested in the nonprofit world and not exactly sure where they fit in or just want to learn more can come and get involved, learn about a variety of different programs and services across New York City, touching every single different type of, you know, human need that, that really 
there there is and figure out you know how can I contribute in in the best way we're able to help identify where they want to go and cultivate them as leaders in uh, in growing Agree, agree with all of that. Um, no, I think the leadership part is what makes us uh, even more unique and the infrastructure within Catholic Charities that allows us to take folks that are, you know, 21 to 30 and really engage them with fundraising for our benefit or volunteer work on a weekly or monthly basis is wonderful. But then as, you know, people start to get a bit older or more mature in their careers and want to be a part of the junior board in a different way, we actually have an emerging leaders program that really emphasizes not only the volunteership aspect, but also networking within the organization, speaking with the, you know, true actual board of Catholic charities and kind of progressing up so that your union with the organization starts maybe when you're in your 20s, but can continue on past the junior board. So I think that's really important to us too, to make sure that people see a clear path forward. So I love that you started talking about how what a junior board can do for those that are members on it. So April, I know this is where your work is, where your expertise is, and I'd love to hear how do you do that and what have you seen has worked the best to just retain members and also keep them, leverage them for your organization, but also how can we let them out in the world and make sure that nonprofits are very much at the forefront of what they do. So I I have about 15 years of experience working with junior boards. So I've been with the foundling for a couple months, but um, from my experience, I think working with junior junior boards as opposed to maybe working with board of trustees and executive board um, members, there needs to be a connection. I think with junior board members and help and to retain them, they need to really feel a deep connection to the organization. I feel very strongly about volunteerism and really having our members participate within the programs and maybe helping our the young people or uh, helping the folks with our developmental disabilities, really giving them access to what we do, because then that helps them to raise the money. So I found that to be super successful. Also to what you were talking about is creating that pipeline. I think, again, bringing them in as young professionals I love the emerging leaders piece. I would love to learn more about that. But I think that's a good middle ground to that executive board leadership. But uh, with some of our members, many of our junior board members have transitioned to the board of trustees, which I think is amazing because it continues that support and also is leveraging their connections um, within their companies. I think many of these individuals work for amazing companies and organizations. So leveraging those corporate connections, getting those companies involved is another way of retaining those members. So I'd say that engagement is is key on on multiple fronts and that you know I think one of the ways that we really strive to achieve that is by giving folks a chance to develop their own skills and abilities and you know that goes for leadership skills as well as for trying new things so uh, our big benefit is Christmas in July, and uh, you know we haven't gotten to the hundred and fifty thousand dollar mark, but we just cleared seventy thousand, so we're very excited about that. <laughs> and a big part of making that happen was developing a committee of about twenty five individuals who said, "I'm going to volunteer my time." and learn new things. And so we all had an opportunity to grow together. We sort of structured it in a way that gave people who don't have an opportunity to lead teams in their own organizations an ability to 
develop leadership skills by leading a team of five individuals to achieve a very specific goal. We also had people who, you know, logistics is their day job, but they really wanted to learn more about digital media. And so they were able to work on some of our social media promotions for the event in a way that was, you know, pretty low stakes, but gave them the opportunity to learn new skills, meet new people, and connect with folks who, you know, also had a like-minded goal of uh, supporting this very important cause. I think just to speak to one of the challenges we've had with that is because New York City specifically can, um, you know, just be, it's tough to create a consistent community with people moving in and out. And also, I think the big challenge we have is just competition and time. You know, we're not a rural city where this is kind of the one thing you can do and this is the one community you're competing with everything else, especially in the summer. I mean, the holidays, everything is just kind of a challenge to, to get folks get their attention and dedication. So I think you have to create something that's really special and something that they want to participate in in a community feel. And I think we've done that just to speak to retention for kind of the generation of the Carlas here who have been a part of the junior board for a number of years. There's maybe 10 to 15 of us who have been around for a long time who have this community and want to continue to participate. I think when you have that type of friendship and development, I think about Mary Kate Skahan, who's uh, in charge of our volunteer kind of committee now for the junior board. We've become great friends when she needed a job reference. I was able to help her and it was just, she's maybe five years younger than me, but I think kind of having different generations in there that can benefit individuals not only you know through the junior board but then outside the junior board for other again kind of leadership initiatives or the job reference was a good example i think having kind of um all of those kind of prongs in has helped with retention too so i think that's what's made it an attractive community in a city where there's a lot of other things to do i have a like quick question to april i like your point that you brought up there should be a connection between generations so like the whole system is operating as a powerful arm is there any like specific methodology or any specific ways that you find that very deep trustworthy open transparent connection between generations is there an issue with that the foundlings young professionals committee actually we work with uh, folks between ages of like in their 20s to their 40s. So there is definitely a lot of transition that happens on that board. So people's lives are different. Some folks who are in their 20s are growing their careers and the ones in their 40s are probably married with kids and kind of like becoming, getting promoted and so forth. So in my experience, I think, again, kind of creating those connections with everyone is building a sense of community among the entire, among the board. And I think we've done that through getting everyone together. Uh, We have a a camp in upstate New York where we call Camp Felix, where a lot of our members go to do scavenger hunts with a lot of the young people at at the camp. And I think this appeals to folks of all ages and generations to kind of just come together and do something for a really good cause. But I do think there are challenges with that as well. And 
again, I haven't been at the filing very long, but I think in my past experiences, when I feel that people are starting to kind of, you know, back away or transition out, I jump on it really quickly to kind of talk a little bit more about what, it, how I can support them and just how do I keep them engaged. And if it's not them directly attending events or, you know, uh, going to volunteer events, I find, find other opportunities within the organization for them to kind of participate, just not something that's maybe as involved as maybe our younger members. I have something to add add to that too. So we have about 60 members on the Catholic Charities Junior Board uh, as well. So in the same ballpark and our ages too range from 20s to 40. And I think one thing that's really worked for us is in having that age range and in our focus on giving folks a clear pathway to leadership. We have people who are older who are very invested in really inculcating the next generation and guiding them and developing that cultural aspect that really builds a community and binds it together. I think that's what's worked really well for us. I like very much, Carla, how you used the word guidance when you were discussing like the interaction between different ages and different generations because guidance is like the single most important thing that helps all the leaders to actually create the younger leaders. Also, I've noticed with junior boards, they love to get in front of like the board of trustees, you know what I mean? So I feel like I've always tried my very best to make that an opportunity where we can kind of get the board, the executive board members in the room with the junior board members. One, it's a great networking opportunity. It's also a room for them to kind of establish some sort of a mentorship or some guidance with that, that young professional that's really trying to grow in their careers. So that's another thing that I've identified is across the board is just getting them to engage with those those folks that are well established and and it also helps to kind of keep the engagement going as well and also the New York family our board is about 70 members as, as well which was incredibly shocking to me when I joined the board because I've always worked with members like you know 25 to 30 members but um, they have a, an amazing system where we uh, have if, you, if you're signing up to become a junior board member, you sign up as a provisional, which is almost like a probationary period, and you're automatically joining our events committee. And so we just kind of really see how involved you are during that year. And then um, you don't have voting rights. But, you know, at the end of the fiscal year, we then kind of look and see how involved you were, you know, what you did, if you secured sponsorships or whatever. And then you are invited to become a full junior board member. And I think it's a really smart process but we do have challenges with engagement so that's another way of just how to just kind of and I my role is to kind of figure out how do I keep those provisionals engaged and keep them connected to that junior board so they do want to come back it's a really unique um, structure I'm so about connections and just sense of community that is probably my number one goal with junior boards and then all the other stuff will come together I think that's an interesting area and if we're okay kind of going into that discussion of engagement and membership tiers I think this is an area also where 
I mean, our organizations probably aren't exactly the same, so striking the right balance has always been important to us. So because we have such a focus on volunteership, a lot of the ways folks come into the junior board is through a midnight run. So we do this midnight run once a month, the second Wednesday of every month, very, very consistently, which is a whole other topic of having that good structure in place that I think young professionals really yearn for, where they know that they always have this place to go to do good work, a half an hour, an hour time span. Um, but that's kind of the entry level activity for us. So you come and you do a midnight run where you pack a brown bag meal. On your way home, you distribute the meals to homeless people you might see or anyone in need. We have a lot of folks that come to those events and might even come to our benefit uh, Christmas in July, every July and, and participate, but they might not sign up to be actual junior board members and pay dues. And so we've had a challenge where, right, we want these individuals to remain engaged but what is it on our side that we could do better to make sure that they participate fully and monetarily and feel like that's an important pull as well? So I think that's always kind of an interesting thing. And I don't know that we've kind of cracked the code on that, but I like your kind of structure of some sort of probationary period. That's always kind of a, a challenge for us. I wanted to direct the question to the Carlas. Uh, it seems across the board, these two organizations have put a lot of thought into what the junior boards were going to give to the young professionals that were joining them. What attracted you to Catholic Charities Junior Board? What were you expecting to get out of it? And what was kind of a, the surprise that came from joining it as well? Um, so first, what drew me to the junior board I went to an undergraduate university that was very focused on service. Uh, it was Catholic undergraduate university, and actually our alumni group here had some loose ties to Catholic charities. So what first drew me in was the volunteer work, the ability to go and be a part of a community. Again, I think that keeps kind of coming up as kind of the resounding pull um, that was focused on helping New Yorkers in need. And what was attractive to me about Catholic Charities was the abundance of needs they serve. So, you know, you walk down the street and there are homeless individuals that clearly need help. But I'm from Yonkers, you know, I went to school in the Bronx and I have kind of this deep connection to the immigrant community that's really, really prevalent up there. Certainly there's a lot of kind of women's shelters and women's kind of intake that Catholic Charities touches as well. I want you to participate in that. So it's kind of like, which direction do you go in? Um, but Catholic Charities, gives you the structure to help all of those different sectors. Uh, so that was really attractive to me. And I think getting back to the structure, uh, not to name names, but I've participated in you know major organizations, their uh, volunteer days and, and things like that. And that wasn't as fulfilling. You know, it's kind of a one and done. You see people once, you go volunteer and, you know, clean up a park with them. And that was the end of it. You never saw them again. And it just it wasn't as fulfilling for me as the community of Catholic Charities, the consistency and then the structure, you know, Catholic Charities. And I think it sounds like at the foundling as well. We have individuals that work their full time that dedicate their time to making sure that these volunteer activities are well structured, that it starts on time. These things that if it's purely volunteers organizing these events don't go as smoothly as if you have the infrastructure in place there. So it was a combination of things, the structure, the community, um, and the consistency too. You know, we have our midnight runs the second Wednesday of every month. Uh, we go and volunteer at the Encore and do Meals on Wheels in Midtown for senior citizens in Midtown West, you know, very consistently once a month that we have quarterly events. So I think all of that combined was really 
everything reinforced the next. And that was really helpful and kind of what drew me in. So I would definitely echo all of those sentiments. It has been such an honor to be involved with Catholic Charities Junior Board. I got involved in in nonprofits um, actually through an old corporation. So I had been involved in volunteering initiatives in lots of different ways through high school and college. And then I graduated and went to work and they decided that they were going to launch a uh, foundation and that they needed some support in making that happen as not only a financial uh, impact, uh, but also to give employees volunteer opportunities. And so I volunteered to be on that advisory council and got some interesting insight into all of the different ways that corporations can support nonprofits and how that process works. And got involved with a wonderful organization called iMentor, which focuses on providing one-on-one mentorship relationships for high school students to enable them to proceed to college and, and succeed in college. And that really led me to thinking about, okay, you know, my Catholic faith is really important to me. How can I connect with, you know, that community as well in a similar capacity? And so that's that's what really what brought me to Catholic Charities Junior Board. And, and the reason why I've stayed is, honestly, everyone is so great. <laughs> I mean, I've made so many wonderful friends and had an opportunity to benefit from a lot of what I talked about in terms of mentorship and that Carla mentioned with structure and consistency. And I think those are the keys of building a community that is welcoming and open and interested in growing. And I think, you know, that's what Carla and I are focused really on in our next steps and continuing to build out this community. Talking about structure, but then getting into the the give get portion of junior boards, uh, how are you supporting these young professionals in fundraising? And maybe this is the first time that they've actually ever fundraised. And then giving um, more ways for them to engage with networks, so they're not exhausting their own personal networks and trying to hit that give get goal. Give gets are definitely as <laughs> always a, ch- a little bit of a, ch- a challenge uh, at the founding. I think. And for other nonprofits that I've worked for, the give get was probably about a thousand dollars, and that's a lot to some, uh, you know, uh, young professionals. And for in my past experiences, we've actually had a treasurer. So I feel we try to give the members a number of different ways that they can raise the money. And so because sometimes it is difficult to ask your friends and your colleagues. Also educating them on matching gifts. You know what I mean? If they raise a little money, get your company to match the gifts. And then we kind of walk you through that process. What I have done in the past is that we've had a treasurer and I work closely with that treasurer. So we start off in the beginning of the year where everyone has their $1,000 give get. But then every like quarterly, we check in with the member and just kind of give them a, a statement of where they are with their give get. If they're not quite meeting closer to their goal, but then we talk about ways and how we can support and help them um, to get to that goal. Because sometimes people won't say anything and we don't want to wait until the end of the fiscal year to say like, hey, you've raised $2. You know what I mean? So I feel like being supportive throughout the year is super important and also just giving them other options to, to give. And whether it's something that comes out of their, their paycheck once a month or, or biweekly or whatever it is, 
but that's something that I'm working on at the Fowling as well, is just so that we could kind of tighten up that that piece on the give get. But it, it's definitely a super challenging piece of um, I think junior boards. You know, it's challenging for a couple of reasons because these are young professionals. They're also you know, a spectrum of different ages in different industries with very different expectations that, that they're coming to the table with. I think the first step is being really clear up front about what you as, as a junior board member are, are expected to achieve and what the junior board and the organization more broadly is really looking for in new members. This is something where I think, as we mentioned, we, we haven't quite cracked the code on this. We are actually in the process of rethinking our membership structure. So we have a a slightly different approach in place right now where it isn't a give-get type of a model. We have different membership tiers with different expectations, both you know, financial as well as sort of leadership oriented in place at those different levels. I think it's it's important to give people many different options for how to contribute based on their skills, their, you know, financial status, et cetera. So on some junior boards that I've been a part of, the financial component has been the major component where that is what the organization really needs from its junior board. And so that's where the emphasis is. You know, I think Catholic Guardian Services is a wonderful example of this. So they're another of the 90 organizations within the umbrella of Catholic Charities. And they, too, have a a shared focus on um, children in foster care and those with disabilities. And it's a it's a brand new junior board. So they're in their second year. And, you know, it's a financially oriented focus where the expectation is that you are raising money through ticket sales to their summer fundraiser, as well as through donations, through a toy drive, um, through a couple of different events that we've hosted. We did a Swerve Fitness event uh, where you come and, and cycle for an hour. It was really all focused on what what does the organization need from us. At Catholic Charities Junior Board, this is something that we've been developing over time and we're trying to figure out what the right model is. I think with the Christmas in July benefit, that has given us a chance to experiment a little and and sort of see what might work in the future. Um, So with the benefit committee, we set very clear expectations around if you're going to join the committee, and you don't need to be a junior board member to do so, we do ask that you, you know, sell a certain number of tickets or secure uh, financial sponsorship from your company or secure a silent auction item or secure um, some type of in-kind donation. So we gave lots of different options as well as templates and contact lists where people feel like, okay, this is manageable. I can just put the time in, do some outreach and have a very clear cut pathway and goal to achieve it. And it's also that they're learning a new skill. So they feel a sense of empowerment and accomplishment at the end of the day. Okay, I did this, and it's actually really going to have an impact for this organization. I, I know that sometimes you don't want to do too many events a year because you don't want to cannibalize maybe one of your most more successful events. Do you guys have a challenge of maybe doing so many events a year where then many people don't support, like, maybe your Christmas in July event? Because I, I'm very careful about 
how many events we do a year. I think that actually kind of goes to what I was going to mention. So I think, and you know, Carla Krikoliza heads up our Christmas and July benefits, so she can probably speak a bit better to, you know, exactly the strategy behind that specific fundraiser. I would say that that is our one big fundraiser we do. And so it's actually very nicely connected. Christmas in July is to help support our St. Nicholas project, which is the central kind of volunteer and fundraising focus for the Catholic Charities Junior Board, where in the winter we distribute hats and gloves and clothing and blankets to New Yorkers in need. So Christmas in July is very much meant to support that. And I think that kind of that puzzle fits together well. So I don't think we're we're cannibalizing. Um, and if you want to speak, no, you're like, no, okay, fine. <laughs> I think we're okay with that. But I think to your point of April, when you started speaking about the foundling, you said it's really this kind of fundraising focus for the, the junior board. And I think in the last few years, since Carla has really head up our Christmas in July benefit, the ability to fundraise and again the infrastructure in place and the benefit committee has all made it our junior board a better junior board for fundraising which you know i think is a challenge and if you don't kind of put that work in isn't going to happen i think where kind of what this all comes down to for us too and, and is kind of just leading the junior board in the next you know few years is really finding our identity and maybe even we've kind of struggled with this and gone back and forth and spoken to, you know, our kind of contacts within Catholic Charities is we want to have a very clear mission and strategy that where we can say, you know, we're an organization that within the hierarchy of things, of course, we care very much about fundraising, but we care very much about volunteership too. And it's kind of like, well, which which comes first? Do we do we care that you know, the people who come to our midnight run aren't necessarily paying fees. And do we want to appeal to a group of people that don't want to make a financial contribution, but still really want to help? Or are we going to say no to, you know, be a member of the group, you have to do X or pay X or what, however it might be. So I think that's something that we're continually kind of revising. It's such a balance. We want that engagement. We want this to be, you know, it's tough. We go back and forth. I was going to say, first and foremost, a volunteer organization where we have such a good community of people who really come to all of our volunteer events, but maybe can't make that financial contribution. And we don't want to exclude them. And that's, in fact, we kind of want to grow that group. So it's just kind of always this push-pull. And uh, sorry, to get, so I don't think we're cannibalizing our events too much, but I think this idea of mission and kind of having the mission guide every single decision that's made more day to day or week to week has been something that's been very important to us to try to flesh out. That brings up another important point for junior boards or young professional councils is nonprofits do look to these group of people to be advocates for their mission and for their organization as well. Yes, the fundraising is an added bonus to help support grow the organization, but I also think that it's free press, free word of mouth, getting that mission and work out there. Uh, So maybe we can talk a little bit about that. I think one of the things that um, they have done that I want to kind of strengthen a little bit is at the beginning of every one of our meetings, we have one of the VPs from the program to come and speak and to talk specifically about their program. And then there's all, and then what I wanted was then um, that to be followed up by some sort of an action item, you know what I mean, on ways in which they can help. But it's also a good way to then educate the members on all of our 
our programs on just what's happening. Again, we have over 50 programs, but just really kind of maybe targeting a few that may be of interest to many of the members to get them connected because I feel like all of the members that are on that board are connected to the founding for an array of different reasons. Some are descendants of some of the adoptees from the organization. Some just have, you know, they may be affiliated with a board of trustee or something. So my strategy, which is is to really connect them with the staff, the work that they do, and then that leads to the advocacy part. And that's where they do become those ambassadors and they can go and speak on behalf of the organization. But it's just, it's, it's getting to that point. It's, I don't, we're not quite there yet. I think we've mastered the fundraising piece, but that piece, that advocacy piece and the, the, the giving and the volunteering piece is something that I would, I, I'm looking forward to strengthening on that board. So I guess what I would say is that We've had some success with thinking about we have an array of different ages that participate and we have an array of different ways that we try to offer to give people to participate. So how do you sort of put that together into a matrix to say, okay, here is the clear cut path of how you can grow with us as an organization. And, you know, to Carla's point, I think often it starts out with volunteering at our events. It is typically a younger person who is new to the city and just looking to make new friends and be part of a community. But then we have other ways that you can get more deeply involved and you sort of grow up with the organization and are able to engage at a financial contribution level and develop those new skills and transition into our Emerging Leaders Program, um, where you have even, even more opportunities. So I think that when it comes to advocacy, it really develops as part of the reflection of being involved at a deeper level over time. You you sort of need that longevity of the relationship to have it become, you know, a meaningful way of being able to, to articulate this is the mission of the organization and this is the impact that we've had. And personal experience is always so so vital in being able to say, you know, I did this and I was able to like help this organization achieve this really important goal and help all of these people. I think that's part of what gets more people involved. You know, it's that excitement about saying, let me share my personal story about how I've been able to to grow and to help people in need. And, you know, you can do it too. And giving people that opportunity be, to be able to do it is is what helps grow the, the overall, overall organization. I know that's how I've been able to get new people involved. And I think that's probably a shared experience that that we've all had. Yeah, I agree. I think um, we keep kind of going back to it, too. So there's these resounding themes of community. And I think for us, it's leadership. I think taking a pride in your organization. There's a lot of uh, nonprofit junior boards specifically out there in New York. And, you know, why someone would come to us. I think we really had to have a kind of a differentiating statement. So, for example, we are a Catholic group, but we've actually kind of made the very specific decision not to have a ton of spiritual events because other groups do the spirituality and the monthly mass and all of that aspect very well. So that's their strong suit. We join and partner with them and, and as a group go and attend their masses, but we don't personally host that. Where we see our strong suit is in the volunteership because we have the 90 plus agencies. And I think being able to, again, kind of take pride and say, you know, I'm 
a member of the Catholic Charities Junior Board. I run the committee for the Catholic Charities Junior Board benefit. I think young individuals want to be able to kind of proclaim that leadership. I would like to hear from all of you if there's advice that you want to give our listeners on if they're looking to join a junior board, what should they be looking for? Maybe we have some listeners working in a nonprofit that's thinking about creating a junior board or they are uh, maybe wanting to kind of sell their leadership on why the nonprofit should create a junior board. Uh, If you want to give advice on that and then if you also want to talk about how those in the New York community can get involved in your junior board as well. Sure. I think why an organization should start a junior board is exactly really just the nuts and bolts of it and you know not the pretty part but really is the pipeline. We see so many of the agencies now that haven't kind of supported that junior board along the way. Their board is aging out. Uh, there's not a lot of interest in doing some of the dirty work on the ground level and the volunteership. I think just like any other organization, you know, private, public or otherwise, you need that diversity. Something that's been very important for for both of us, but something we've been thinking about too is, you know, some of the agencies, their full boards, and as part of our Emerging Leaders program, what we hope is that you go from being on the junior board in Catholic Charities perhaps to being an emerging leader, and if hopefully you'd like to be someday a member of the full board of Catholic Charities or become a board member at one of the agencies. I think what we've seen for some of the agencies and agencies that I've taken interest in is there's not a lot of diversity on the boards themselves. So what I've been kind of looking into in the past few years is, okay, what agencies could use a woman, a woman of color? How do we start to kind of infiltrate that? And I think that's very important to a lot of the agencies and nonprofits. But a junior board is a good way to start to create that pipeline and pipeline of diversity too. So I think just, you know, really practically that needs to happen and and that's important and something that nonprofits should think about. And then just some advice for a junior board, if you're, you know, you're creating one or leading one or a part of one is to really keep an open mind and be flexible and listen to things like the Nonprofit Collective podcast because I think a lot of advice is important. So even April listening to you and the give get model, and I think we have probably a lot to talk about offline, (laughs) but you know, there's good models in place and you're not always going to be able to replicate exactly what another group does. So just kind of being flexible and listening to your members uh, is very important. Really talking about strategy and realizing that you can't be everything to everyone. I think that was a big thing for us. Continue to talk about it and continue to kind of advocate for your nonprofit because it's it's a junior board is always kind of the good way to go. If you're thinking about starting a young professionals organization or a junior board, I guess the most important thing would be to be really clear about what you're looking to achieve because that will enable you to match the structure of the junior board and the goals of the junior board with the mission of the organization and sort of where you are in your trajectory. Because that changes over time and and that changes depending upon whether you are launching a new junior board or you're sort of in a period where you need to hit the reset button and relaunch. And it enables you to then very clearly articulate the value proposition. You know, this is what we're looking for from prospective members, and this is how we can help you as well. And I think having that, you know, mutually beneficial arrangement is what enables these these types of boards to be very sustainable over time and, and also to be very effective. 
In terms of getting involved, I think definitely head on over to catholiccharitiesnyvolunteer.org or check us out on Instagram at CCNY Junior Board. We would love to hear from you. Again, I, I echo everything you guys said. Um, one, I feel very strongly as well about diversity on boards. I think every junior board that I've worked with in my uh, at other organizations, I've always put a focus on diversifying the board. I think there's talent in all circles and communities. And I feel like New York City is a beautiful place to just to find so many professionals of all races, genders, whatever it is. I just think everyone has something to offer. And my advice in starting a junior board, to your point, is having very clear goals uh, walking in the door. I think being on the nonprofit side, I think what turns people off is not understanding what they're supposed to do. I am extremely communicative and really clear on what um, I want to communicate to others on what they what we want from them, um, and I think once people are clear about what they want to do, they'll do they'll go the extra mile for you. So junior boards are amazing. I think which is why I prefer junior boards over executive board members <laughs> because they're very action oriented and just really about the mission and the cause, and they just they get and they they do the dirty work, and I truly appreciate that. And I think I'll do it until I'm like seventy five if you have me, but. Anyway, I am actively recruiting junior board members for the New York Foundling. If you are interested in learning more, we do host info sessions during the winter, um, starting in in the fall and the winter. But you can uh, check out our website at www.nyfoundling.org and just go to the volunteer tab and you'll see some information on the junior board and we'll be in touch. Thank you. That was lovely. Uh, So, yeah, so... For folks listening, uh, if you have any other junior boards that you're very passionate about and you want to share their stories, please check us out on Facebook or on Twitter. Our handle is at NP Collective Pod, and we'd love to hear from you. So thank you.